18 pence discount. It's not the best discount I've ever had in the world. Uh, what was the best discount? What's the best discount you've ever had? I mean, presumably it's a discount that's so good that it's, they actually are paying you to take something away, right? That's that's a good deal, isn't it? That I mean, that is a good deal. But, I mean, Jesus, if I could have them pay me to drink coffee there, I guess that's the next, that's a natural progression, isn't it? You know, after maybe a year's service or something there, you know, I'll be ushered into a back room. Mr. Costa will be in there and he'll say, feathery one, we are very appreciative of your, of your custom, you know, of your, of your trade, of the way you brighten up the mornings of the um, Eastern European girls that work upstairs. And the way that you bring, you know, that touch of class that only, you know, only a dance music heritage act like yourself can bring. You know, only someone that has been instrumental in um, both drum and bass, uh, dubstep, also deep house, techno, you know, psytrance, hard house, particularly hard house, mainly hard house. You know, big beat, break beat, beat, afro beat. You know, someone that is, you know, someone that really, you know, pioneered so many genres, you know, and made them what they are today. Because, I mean, as, you know, will we, if I had never existed, would we even have had dance music, you know? Would we, I think people would probably be still dancing around maypoles dressed as Morris dancers, banging sticks together and fucking their sisters if I hadn't been born. I think that that's, that, I think that's, that's what I would, how I would like my legacy to be seen. You know, when when I go out in the blaze of glory, when I die on impact, when I die of my injuries at the scene, I'd like, you know, whoever's doing the eulogy, you know, which uh, maybe it's Tiesto, maybe it's Fatboy Slim, you know, maybe it's Hardwell. Legends, you know, they'll say, you know, we owe it all uh, to Rankin. You know, without him, we'd still just be banging bins, you know, in the street setting fire to them and hoofing them you know and 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 just having the throbbing sounds of our brains becoming inflamed from smoke inhalation having that as our music and you know without him you know he wouldn't have uh you know he wouldn't have made dance music what it is today so uh, that's that is I, i presume how the eulogy would go maybe it's carl cox giving it I don't know, you know, maybe Paul Oakenfold. Maybe it's Coxie and Oakenfold together, arm in arm, sobbing, you know, masturbating at times, just in the church with, uh, there is maybe three or 4,000 young women, all in dark glasses in tears. Yeah, they wheel me out, open casket, obviously, which is a bold move, considering the way that I died in the sort of twisted, fiery inferno of the accident that no one could even bring themselves to talk about anymore as to how horrific it was and you know they look at my twisted hideous remains in the casket and they all come in and they kiss me on what they assume to be the forehead but who knows and say thank you for creating dance music thank you for inventing dubstep thank you for you know really well i mean really i'm gonna be honest with you Thank, you know, I'm going to be asked, you know, thanks for inventing music, high ranking, I think they would say. Thank you for allowing us 
to use your creation of music, you know, in our everyday lives, you know, and not not ask for anything in return apart from the occasional discount on a cup of coffee. You know, so, you know, with all that in mind, Mr. Costa downstairs at the Costa has invited me back into his, his office and he says, listen, pal, we, get, we, we think that your money's no good here, effectively. You know, we, we can no longer take your forged pound coins. I appreciate they work in pool tables, but we need actual money. No, he says, look, your money's no good here. We're going to start, every time you come in for a coffee, we're going to give you one pound. If you want, you can take that pound and you can use it for whatever you want. Or, you know, we can give it to, I don't know, gay, gay kids charity, something like that. And I'll say, well, listen, I will keep it for myself, but I appreciate the offer. So I guess that would be, what, you know, 52 weeks, about 250 quid, isn't it? Not bad, you know, <clears throat> 250 quid effectively it sponsor me to, to drink your drink your brand of coffee it's not bad for a year you know for an influencer of my caliber so yeah just putting that out there anyway guys listen it's friday it's fucking pissing it down with rain it's god awful out there really deeply um, it's an unpleasant place to be the outdoor world today but it's fucking fog on friday mate so you can't argue with that listen you bloody need a fog on out there it is foggy yeah, I'm how, like, what's the? You buy foghorns. Where'd you buy a foghorn from? Foghorn uh, for sale. Yeah. Okay. I mean, these are big boys. I mean, these are air horns. That's not a foghorn. Oh yeah. Now here we go. Here's a proper windy up one. Foghorn by the Tokyo Siren Company. Yeah. Now we're in business. What? It won't let me go there. It won't let me go to the. Is it dubious? Some sort of. Uh, Foghorn Marine and Maritime Antiques for sale. Now we're in business. Yeah. These are too small, guys. These are too small. That's nice. This is a sort of... You know, you blow these yourself. I mean, they're nice horns. Look, get them up. These are nice nice chrome, nice brass foghorn. You know? There you go. It's only $22.95. Foghorn Brass Captain Nautical Ship. Got all your buzzwords there in the... In the title, <clears throat> used on Vanta Black by Penny L. That's not bad, is it? That's nice. Nice to have a sort of fog on from um, yeah, a bit of history behind it. Anyway, guys, it's Friday. We made it to the end of the week. Well done, you. Good work. Gold star on your chart. Welcome to Coffee and Memes. Steady job, a couple extra potatoes, that's all I want. You're getting on, you're pushing 30, Slubby. You know, it's time to think about getting some ambition. Well, I always figured I'd live a little bit longer without it. Don't forget, kid, that what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy. And that's funny and it's, it's, it's kind of cool and it's interesting and it's edgy and all of that. It, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you. And if you don't play that out, you actually fail. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Threshold.fm. Dot FM. And welcome to YouTube. And welcome to my life as it crumbles into the sea uh, through the because due to the rising tides. And we'll all be sucked off into the sea. 
uh, to die. And that's fine. Guys, look, what have we got? Um, various bits. Not, again, not been a great news week. Not been a great news week, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to have to say it. Very slow. Very slow. I mean, this this is fine. Uh, boy, six, with tail, worshipped as a monkey god. Uh, but parents are hiding him away. That's very mean of the parents. I mean, God, I... I can't think of anything I'd have liked better as a boy than being worshipped as a monkey god. That is... That's got to be the goal as a young boy, right? You know, you, you're there, you get to sit up on a high rock, get your little cronies, worshipping cronies together, and work out how you're going to steal man's red fire. Fun. Exciting times, you know, and then you grow up into, I guess, into a sort of ape god. Is that how it works? You mo- is that? I'm not quite sure what the sort of monkey ape situation is there. You start off a monkey, grow into an ape. I don't know. Do you grow into a gorilla? You start off a gorilla. You baby gorilla. You no, know, baby. Yeah, different, aren't they? Different. Yeah. Uh, uh, Shivam Kumar was born with an unusual growth of hairs, uh, which looked like a tail on his back, and is uh, like a sort of uh, rat's tail, as you might find on a Spanish child. Um. Looks like a tail on his back, and his neighbours in Delhi, India, believe he's the reincarnation of the Hindu monkey god uh, Hanuman. Cool. Uh, there it is. Ah, oh, slip of hair. I thought it was an actual tail. That's not a tail. That ain't a tail. This is a tail. Yeah, but that's at the front. What are you doing with it? Ah, my eyes. Okay. Well. Why are they hiding the monkey god away? You should be making you can make fucking bank off a monkey god. Six-year-old boy born with a quote-unquote tail is being worshipped as a monkey god. But his parents uh, have been forced to hide him away due to the attention. Um, Shivam, neighbours believe, is a divine being due to the unusual growth of hairs on his back. So they shower him with chocolates and snacks. Uh, it's... Look, you don't want to turn your monkey god into a diabetic monkey god. You know, it's, no one needs that. I flocked to see him as word spread after he was born in Delhi, India, and some came with flowers, believing he was the reincarnation of Hanuman, a powerful monkey deity for Hindus. Uh, the growth shocked doctors, and uh, Shivam's parents, including his mother, Rina, 30, refused to shave it off, because uh, that would be a, a bad omen to the family. Damn right it would. Okay, plat it. Uh, it's very cute, isn't it? It's very adorable. Oh, look, it's that duck, the over-amorous duck. Uh, the incessant visits took place for almost a year because the family's local guru, uh, before the family's local guru, asked them to stop letting people carry on uh, with worshipping him as a god. What, I mean, what, jealousy? What's this shitty Percy Pig calendar? Sparks Fury has nothing Percy about it. Whoa, okay. All right, monkey gods aside, that looks like a pretty serious story that I think we're going to have to cover. The guru said it would have untold effects on his psyche in later life. Maybe. Maybe it would, you know. Maybe, you know, we we worship Justin Bieber as a monkey god for a lot, and he seems all right-ish. Nah. Who's the big, biggest monkey monkey god out there? Gallagher Brothers? Oh no, Ian um uh Ian it not Ian Jury. Ian Ian the other Manchester one, he looks like he could be a Gallagher brother. Ian Ian Beale, the tramp version. No. 
Oh, God. Is it Ian? Um, you get the fear. That guy, Ian. <laughs> Jay, help! What's he called? Ian something. The indie guy from Manchester. He sang You Got the Fear. Bellend? Fucking trickstar DJ. Supposed to know about music. I don't know nothing. Um, Ian. He's <laughs> going on. Come on, someone. Ian Brown! Christ! Christ on a bike. This is not. This is. You know. Not the day for it, is it? Ian Brown. Anyway, what are we talking about? Yeah, he's a monkey god, isn't he? Look at this. Look at it. Look at him. Obviously. Uh, Ian Brown. Uh, monkey. Let's type in Ian Brown Monkey. Uh, yeah. Come on, guys. Listen. There. So here we go. King Monkey, they're calling him. Well, he's a monkey god, right? Surely. He's a monkey genius. Isn't that what Vince Namar says about him? Yeah. Anyway, look, we're getting off topic. Let's get back onto these these Percy pigs, guys. I think we've. Uh, he's a sweet little monkey god. This boy, he looks very sweet, doesn't he? He looks unbelievably adorable. Uh, since then, the boy's been living his life normally, but continues to be pampered by his neighbours. That seems all right, doesn't it? His mother said, "Everyone loves him so much in my neighbourhood." Initially, it caused a problem for us, where people would visit our house every day, which would hinder our daily lives. Our guru suggested asking people to stop this madness and let them live our lives. Let us live our lives. Uh, so we followed his instructions, and the people now have lessened approaching us, although it has not stopped completely. Sometimes people would come out and ask about uh, Shivam, uh, but he would deny them uh, by saying he's not in the house. Oh, but we would deny them by saying he's not in the house. Can we see your monkey boy? Well, don't hide the monkey Jesus. Don't hide the little monkey god. I want to pet him and give him a peanut. Uh, we asked if the doctors have suggested a treatment for him. So there's nothing wrong with him. He's perfectly healthy. He's a monkey god. Worship him as he deserves. Right, look, guys. I know you get concerned about these Percy Pig advent calendars. And there's, there's fuck all else going on in the world of importance. Uh, it's, this is certainly worth getting into. Shitty Percy Pig advent calendar sparks fury as there's nothing Percy about it. Wow. Uh, the verb Percy there. Okay. Um, shoppers uh, were very excited by Marks and Spencer's launch of the Percy Pig Advent Calendar for Christmas uh, 2019, uh, but the contents have left some people fuming. Fuck, I should have had a drama-based Advent Calendar. If I had staff, you know, if I had a boy or something, or a girl, or, or, or a Z, who cares? The, ge- the, ge- the gender... The gender is not important, you know. The importance is, if I had someone to effectively come up with good ideas for me, you know, for free, yeah, in fact, it may well cost them money, then this show would probably be better for it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, In October, where are we? Come on. Uh... In October, High Street favourite Marks and Spencer's revealed they would be transforming a popular item into a festive treat. That's right, they only done when and created a done did a Percy Pig advent calendar. Whoop whoop, sing hosannas, we will have mountain bites for Christmas. Percy Pig's fans were thrilled about the prospect of enjoying the cute pink chewy sweets each morning for 24 days. Uh, however, it seems the advent calendar 
hasn't quite lived up to its expectation. As fans on Twitter, <laughs> it's sort of a funny idea for a vegan advent calendar. We just open up the door and it's just like a fucking pea in it. Which is one one kidney bean <laughs> in it. <laughs> hey, our kids, enjoy it. Uh, eat your vegetables, you little cunts. <laughs> oh, mummy, I want a chocolate one. Shut up, there's a pea in that one. Be happy about it. Never know, tomorrow you might get a single sweet corn. <laughs> uh, however, it seems the advent calendar hasn't quite lived up to the expectations, as fans on Twitter say there's nothing Percy about it. What defines Percy? You know, the the, the verb to Percy. Why don't you just Percy it up a little bit, you know? Uh, to those who purchased the product were, quote-unquote, furious. This will be one person with seven followers on Twitter that this entire story is based around. Who purchased the product were were furious to discover that behind each door isn't a pig-shaped sweet, instead a little chocolate. Oh, that is disappointing. Just like other advent calendars. Oh, well, I, I see the problem here now. I mean, were there no checks and balances in place to... Like... Mark and Spencer and, and Mark uh, clearly drunk at the drunk at the wheel here. You know what what's going on? How fucking hell? You know, I initially thought this was you know a humorous piece of news that we have a bit of fun with, but this is quite serious, isn't it? Bloody, it has chocolate in it. Just normal chocolate. The fuck. Wow. Oh, that looks like a fun fun story. We'll make sure we'll get into that one next. Deckhand admits having sex to Captain when luxury yacht crashed into boat. Oopsie. Uh, okay, so here's a picture of the proper Percy Pigs. There's Percy. I'm a fan of Percy. Less keen on his mates. But I, I am a fan of Percy. Um, I'm, you know, I'm keen. Who's this? She's disappointed about stuff. Schoolgirl shocked to discover B&M advent calendar mum bought her is actually meant for cats. Okay. Um, got into the papers, though, so that's cool. One person explained how they bought it for a friend who doesn't like chocolate, only to find it contains chocolate. Wow. Gutting. Uh, they said, furious, bought this Percy Pig advent calendar for a dear friend who does not like chocolate. Does not like chocolate! Uh, why would you put chocolate in a Percy Pig product? She's very embarrassed by not eating it, and I'm furious. Why is she embarrassed? Um, another branded it shitty, writing, actually fuming that my Percy Pig advent calendar is just shitty advent calendar chocolate and not Percy Pigs every day. What's that all about? Uh, yeah, it is just a rando on Twitter tweeting the Marks and Spencers. Twitter account. Uh, Marks and Spencers come out and straight off the bat apologise, which I've mixed feelings about. They say, I'm sorry we have let you down. Tracy, I'm sorry we have let you down, Tracy, but we have mentioned on the front of the packaging that the Advent, Advent calendar does contain chocolate. I will make sure our food teams are aware of your comments for next year. Thank you, Katie. Well, Katie, some would say that your straight-off-the-bat apology for letting people down is a good thing and that that's how more customer service teams should act. Not to say, like, sorry you're not happy or, you know, sorry you feel that way, which isn't an apology. It's 
you know, it's effectively you're spitting at them in the face. However, I feel it's a cuck move, you know, and in fact, you should have fired back with, well, listen, Tracy, perhaps if you don't like chocolate, maybe that's for the best as you could clearly lose a few quid. There you go. You know, that that's going to make the press, isn't it? In a big way. And it will, you know, stir up a lot of debate, you know, people. But any publicity is good publicity, you know. So maybe you could do, maybe you've had enough Percy's, you know. Maybe Percy's fed up with you gobbling him down morning, noon and night, stuffing endless rep- representations of his face down your fat neck. Maybe, maybe they could say that. Maybe they could actually get Percy on the horn. Percy, who is actually part of a evil and quite frankly sadistic uh, Chinese cloning project where they have basically managed to genetically engineer a pig that's just head and is made out of uh, sort of gelatin, sugar, that sort of thing, high fructose corn syrup, all the stuff a growing boy needs. And they have managed to clone him. Uh, but he, uh, and, and although he seems like a sort of... Um, you know, it doesn't seem like a living creature. I, I, I would like to point out that every time you bite into a Percy pig, that pig does feel that pain, you know, and it's only until the pig has been entirely digested that it has stopped feeling the pain. I, that won't stop me eating it. I, I hate Percy. I enjoy eating him, but I hate him as, as a, you know, as a, as a, could you say a person? You know, I, I just think he has a deeply flawed, deeply flawed personality and is thus up fundamentally unlikable. So that's why I choose to eat him. Anyway, uh, Ian Jenkins, uh, first day of winter and my children are disappointed that the Percy Pig advent calendar from Marks and Spencer doesn't contain pig-shaped chocolate. Oh, now this is the concern that it's not bothered that it's chocolate. The fact that it's not pig-shaped is the issue there. But this is clearly children who will only eat food in the shape of a face. Uh, there was a um, boy who came around my house once as a child, primary school, and he was given special... I mean, kids often go around to other kids' houses these days with special dietary instructions, but that's generally because they've got like an intolerance or they're vegan or whatever, you know, fancy bollocks it is. This kid came around, basically the instructions were that he wouldn't eat anything that didn't look like a face. He wanted potato smilers and Billy Bear sausage, uh, which my dad had to go out and buy. And there was a specific kind of, of daddy's... Uh, Daddy's ketchup it was the only ketchup they would have with the Billy Bear, with the Billy sausage, and the Smilers, and he wouldn't eat anything else. That was it. It was only stuff. I mean, there was there's probably some sort of spaghetti shapes in the shape of faces. Maybe he would eat them as well. Anyway, I don't know if he's still alive. It wouldn't surprise me if he wasn't. Anyway, ha- ha- Hannah on Twitter says, "Actually fuming, actually fuming." My Percy Pig advent calendar is just shitty advent calendar chocolate. This goes on a lot. There's at least another 500 words of this. Guys, look, you've suffered through 25 minutes of this without a single shoe thrower to show for it. So I'll bite the bullet now and play that inside info bit again. How about that, eh, guys? How about that? Where is it? Come on, guys. Shit! Fucking changed. Where is it? This is an absolute disgrace. This is an outrage. This is an outrage. I swear to God. Oh. 
Connor Constrict again. Unbelievable. Uh, Quicksilver by Inside Info. Thanks, Tris, for your nice comments about my beard. Where have you been? Why haven't you watched in ages? What's wrong with you? Please state your excuse. If you've been in a coma, fine. If you've been, I don't know, deployed in an army of some kind, I guess that would also be okay. Drem Roche is in the house from Pod Crew. It's funny, I never get to interact with the Pod Crew, really. I mean, apart from a few people in the Discord, but most of the people who are in the Discord and active in the Facebook group are the sort of live listeners. But like the podcast crew, it's like the vast majority of the listeners. It's weird times. So hey, Pod Crew, hope you're doing great, guys. I hope you're really fit and healthy. And I hope that you've got ample booze to get through at home and the, your fray bentoses are cooked all the way through. I hope that you have ample supply of insulin.
Uh, that's inside info with Quicksilver. Uh, for me, it's a toss-up between that for Shoe Thrower of the Week and that IHR remix of Gladiators by Maztec, which we will play next. Okay, guys. Yeah. Got fun, fun reaction last night on Discord posting the picture of uh, the basically mobile bar setup I have in the living room at the moment. Here's uh, Hayley, my, my, my better half runs a mobile bar so often we end up with sort of uh, leftover stock and uh, you know why why not just set up you know taps in the living room it's dangerous it's very dangerous uh other people are saying that current value remix of Mazdek. well i guess we're probably gonna have to play that as well then aren't we and we'll have to take a vote on it because it does seem like there's no clear winner but that's not because of a lack of good options i mean we have three fucking seriously rascal bits of gear proper you know proper flaky goodness you know what i mean proper like actual nosebag a lot of people guys just current value malarkey yeah yeah all right a lot of, a lot of current value apologists and a lot of current value apologists in the chat wow okay all right well certainly seems to be a uh all right, we're all <laughs> type CV for current value, if you will, please. We uh, <laughs> uh, let me know how you feel. Okay, fine. What play it now? Yeah, curriculum vitae. Okay, good. Fuck it, play it now then. Why not? You you, you goddamn asked for it. You goddamn ass. You ass 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 burgers ass wipe. I don't know. Where are we? What are we doing? Warpath remixed. There we go. Timeless. Current value remix. Maztec. All over your boink. You're right, Stin. It is quality radio. I just sort of faff around trying to find things while people just post random combinations of letters in the chat.
Uh, Dimmy, do you, do you do know that it's the rules that if there's no Monster Raving Looney Party candidate in your area, you have to become that candidate? That's how it works. Right, that's the current value remix of Timeless uh, by Maztec. And I'm, I mean, I, I, there seems to be fairly heavy agreement in the chat that this is Shoe Thrower of the Week. I mean, make your thoughts known if you disagree. Anyway, guys, China's genetic modifications of humans uh, has has created mutant babies, uh, scientists claim. So that's a bit fun, isn't it? Nice. Uh, a controversial Chinese genetic experiment may have resulted in the creation of two babies with mutated genes, scientists have warned. Uh, last year, uh, biophysicist He uh, Zhengqi, I'm going with, uh, edited the DNA of twin girls called Lulu and Nana in a bid to make them immune to HIV. But scientists have now claimed the process may have failed and created mutations with effects that could be impossible to predict. It's almost like the beginning of a bad sci-fi movie. A particular gene called CCR5 was removed from their genetic code before birth. Getting rid of these genes has shown... Uh, to make mice smarter and may have an effect on the girls' cognitive abilities. Experts from a manuscript... Oh, excerpts from a manuscript describing the research have now been released by MIT. Uh, Foydor Ulanov, a gene-editing scientist at the University of California, Berkeley, said, uh, We are claims like uh, that they have reproduced the prevalent CCR5 variant is a blatant misrepresentation of the actual data. Like, can you only be described by one term? A deliberate falsehood. The study shows, like, that, uh, like the research team, like, instead failed to reproduce the prevalent CCR5 variant. Right, well, okay. Uh, the Chinese scientist attempted to get his manuscript published to the prestigious, prestigious journals, including Nature and JAMA, um, but they've not taken him up on the offer. Earlier this year, scientists said it was probable that the girls would grow up with different brain power that they would have done without the genetic editing. Uh, they were born to a father with HIV. This just sounds like um, somewhat unethical uh, way, way to, to mess around, really. But, okay. Uh, the answer is likely yes. It did affect their brains. Alkino J. Silver, a neurobiologist at the University of California, told the MIT Technology Review... The simplest interpretation is that those mutations will probably have an impact on cognitive function in the twins, said Silver, whose lab uncovered a, new, a major new role for the CCR5 gene in memory and the brain's ability to form new connections. The HIV virus requires the CCR5 gene in order to enter human blood cells. But one of the reasons this kind of editing shouldn't be carried out, Silver argues, is because of the uncertainty of how it will affect the girls' brains over time. Maybe they will become super beings. Maybe they will be able to... 
Make the best foghorn DMB you've ever heard. Should we be trying to genetically engineer jump up producers? It's not bad. I don't know whether or not it's a good idea or a bad idea. Maybe it's neither. You know, uh, it's unclear whether or not he Jen Kwai, uh, who led the CRISPR experiment last year, intended to try and affect the intelligence of these, ba- intelligence of these babies. He's making a super soldier. You know, he's making a su- he's making a super communist. It's the only op- it's the only answer here. He's making super commies. God damn, they're they're com- they're totally red. They're <laughs> Uh, he from uh, he from the Southern University of Science and Technology in uh, Shenzhen, uh, which denied knowing about the work, defended the experiment despite condemnation from the wider scientific community. I've always wanted condemnation from the wider scientific community. I've always wanted them to accuse me of playing God, <laughs> to say that my research is deeply unethical. Uh, there was a good Reddit post. Uh, a while ago, which I, I think I feel like I need to bring up for a, a Rankin Radio episode of if you had, if there were no limits on money and no concerns about the ethics, what experiments would you like to run? <laughs> there were some good ones in there. I'll, I'll, I'll dig it out for next week. But God, yeah, wow, Jesus. You could really, you could have some fun, you know, you could. Lord of mercy. Nobel laureate David Baltimore said, uh, said Professor He's work would be considered irresponsible because it did not meet criteria many, many scientists agree on, agreed on several years ago before gene editing could be considered. Baltimore said that he didn't think that was medically necessary. Uh, he said that the case showed there's been a failure of self-regulation by the scientific community. Yeah, I mean... Look, I think you can sort of regulate against stuff as much as you want, but somewhere in a laboratory underground, someone is doing something un just seriously ungodly. You know, someone is trying to I don't know, create a baby with a pig's face or create a human with wings. Someone's having a crack at it, you know? It's like you know, some someone is using the powers for evil. And whether or not it will ever see the light of day, who knows? Maybe it will enslave us all. Maybe maybe that would be good. You know, maybe that would be better to be, you know... I mean, it'd be fun, wouldn't it? Because we're sort of expecting to be enslaved by AI. So it would be fun to be enslaved by some sort of weird genetic superhuman that, you know, was created in a like a Chinese laboratory. You know, it's got 17 pig's heads growing out of its ass, but it's really good at playing Go. I don't know, and somehow it's just managed to, uh, and, and it's unkillable. Oh, and it, oh, and it's unkillable. Yeah, and it's got big fucking working man's hands, and it just goes around fucking cuffing people. The army can't deal with it; it's unkillable, and it's just fucking dishing out dry slaps like it's Phil Mitchell on a rampage. Anyway, it enslaves us all, but you know, it takes a lot of the, you know, take 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 some of the stress out of you know, the normal day, wondering what you're going to do with your afternoon, that sort of thing. You know, oh, it doesn't matter. All of humanity has been enslaved by a, you know, sort of genetic freak superhuman. So I guess I don't have to worry about paying the bills anymore. Guys, what else have uh, we got here? Should we play that other uh, remix? It was very good. And then perhaps we'll put this remix album to bed as we played almost nothing but it, but it for the whole week. Uh, Gridlock. And 
Maztec, Gladiators, remixed by IHR. Great bit, really great. Course coming up at 11. Foghorn Friday. Mackie D. D Money. And Big A. Man, Maztec and Gridlock. Remixed by IHR. 
Yeah. So, you know, well, now there's, now, now people don't know. You know, now people don't bloody know in the chat, do they? Don't got, don't got fucking clues coming out of the fucking game. Listen, guys, it's not about the winning of Shoe Thrower of the Week. It's about throwing shoes, you know, guys. It's about just removing footwear and throwing it at a wall. Guys, look, few, few, few last bits here. And then we can get, fire up the fog ones. Uh, drunk man trashes Weatherspoon's Christmas tree after two-day bender. Oh, there's a video as well. Great stuff. Okay. A man has trashed a Christmas tree in his local Weatherspoon uh, and got himself ba- banned in the process. Here he goes. Is he going to jump at it from up, 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 up the stairs? Yes. Yes. Nice. Perfect execution. Absolutely nailed it. Big sense. Here he goes in slow motion. Wow. Zoom in a little bit on that. Yes, mate. That was textbook. That was absolutely textbook. Yes. The hero we need, not the hero we deserve. Uh, Thomas Paul was in a branch of Wetherspoon in Canton, Cardiff, uh, when he climbed the stairs, hooked his leg over the banister and dropped down onto the massive newly decorated tree. In a clip which was shared on social media, a drunken Paul can be seen knocking the tree to the deck and sending baubles flying. Someone else in the bar can be heard asking, Are you serious? Did that just fucking happen? To which Paul replies, Sorry, I fell. Speaking to Wales Online... Who wrote this? Claire Reid. Oh, it sounds like Claire Reid's voice. Speaking to Wales Online after the incident, Paul insisted that it was just a laugh and that he was off his trumpet. Come on, I'm off my trumpet I'm out of my tree, I'm off my coupon Uh, Asked why he did it, Paul explains Basically, I was really pissed And I've not been to sleep for a couple of days I thought I'd jump One of the boys told me to do it I didn't take much persuasion I was just in the Christmas spirit Uh, He added uh, they've got to expect that, haven't they? <laughs> I come out with like the just the most ridiculous like straw man arguments. People like, what? It's a pub, right? They can't expect people to not get drunk in a pub. Uh, well, y- yeah. Well, has no one ever got drunk in a pub before? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's not really the. Thing like Jim from Ranking Radio when we were on our friend Stagdo, he was the best man, and we've basically been up near near enough all night, and we were fucking hammered, and we went to a shooting range to fire live AK-47s, shotguns, pistols, you name it, you could fire it. It was unbelievably dangerous. Uh, we were in Poland, and. Um, he kept like making stupid remarks to the guy trying to do the safety demonstration, and like he was visibly very drunk. He actually only had one shoe on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they actually let him fire a live AK forty-seven for about three or four rounds before going. No, you're too drunk. You're not. You're not firing anything else. You have to go and sit in a special room. 
Obviously, Jim was outraged by this. And his excuse was, what, has no one ever been drunk on a stag do before? <laughs> what, no one has ever been drunk on a stag do before? Yes, people have been drunk on stag do's, but there is a level at which you of drinking, I would personally say no drinking, before fire, before, like, beyond which you shouldn't really be allowed in charge of a live automatic uh, assault weapon. I think that that's probably... That they're, it's not about drinking on the stag do, it's about the firing of live ammunition and whether or not you should be heavily intoxicated while under the control of an AK-47. That's the issue. It's not about, oh, well, no one ever been drunk on a stag do before. <laughs> uh, so good. Oh, I've got, oh, there's a video, I must have a video somewhere, maybe it's in my iCloud account, <laughs> just with this thing like, literally looking like a stupid drunk idiot with a fucking deadly weapon on him. I just cannot believe how no one has died. Like, you would hear about that. That would be all over the press. Idiot dies on stag do at the hands of friend with AK-47 in Polish shooting range, you know. And then, you know, there'd be calls to shut them down and obviously they wouldn't give a fuck. Like, like, well, you know, stop, you know, when you, we'll stop doing it when you stop paying us money to do it. You know what I mean? Like, we're just trying to, out here trying to make a pound note. You fucking drunk idiots come over here, yeah, acting like absolute spangs and we're more than happy to take your money and if necessary, your life. You know, it's, you, <laughs> You know, you see, you are asking for it. <laughs> Christ. Uh, what else? Uh, any? You know, what was the what was the consequence of of this? Uh, but understandably, staff at the pub didn't see the funny side. One worker told the paper, "We spent four hours decorating the pub. We've got a Santa's grotto for the kids." What? Man, if your parents take you to a Santa's grotto and a Weatherspoons, your parents hate you. Okay. Just if there are any kids listening, and I guess the listeners who have kids who listen to this show probably are the type to take their kids to a Santa's Grotto and a Weatherspoons. <laughs> uh, anyway, your parents don't love you. Uh, they, uh, we got we got a Santa's Grotto for the kids, and then some drunk idiot wants to come along and ruin it all. Staff are here until late getting it ready. I did a twelve-hour shift to make sure it was. Uh, he turned around to tell me that he had an epileptic fit. Nice, and that's why he did it. I watched him jump off the top. Uh, people think it's funny, but it's not at all. No, it is funny. I mean, not for you, but it is for everyone else. Um, it, it's funny for the majority of people, I'm afraid. This is this is the thing. I mean, as much as it's upsetting to the people who spent all the time decorating that tree and then have to put it back up, and that's probably a handful of people, five or six. I mean, that would have caused you know, mirth, enjoyment and humour to probably millions of people by now who've watched that video and gone, ha, legend, and then scrolled on to the next video. You know, but for those couple of seconds, you, you boil all that enjoyment down, you know, if you could get a figure for all of that enjoyment, it's way higher than the figure for, you know, the upset, you know, and the pain, the suffering that it's caused the staff who have to put the tree back up. People think it's funny, but it's not at all. Last year, this pub... Uh, did not have Christmas decorations. We've got new management. Wow, Jesus. Imagine weather spoons around Christmas. They don't even have any fucking decorations up. But we've got new management, and we tried to do something with it to make it more festive. We're just disappointed. Oh, no. 
Oh, they're playing the whole, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed routine. Oh, the worst. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Weatherspoon. Despite what looks like a fair old drop, Paul says he wasn't hurt. No, he absolutely nailed it. Like, he, he did a really good job. Um, Paul says he wasn't hurt in the instant, just uh, a few, just sustained a few grazes to his arms in the fall. Uh, he went on to say that he'd been on a two-day bender and had only bought one drink in Spoons. Weatherspoon spokesperson says Paul is now banned and will no longer be welcome in the pub. CCTV footage of the incident has been handed to police. Is there a crime there? Criminal damage? Dunno. In case you're worried about whether Weatherspoon's, whether Christmas has been ruined, spokesperson added that the tree will be replaced. Well, thank God for that. Thank God for that. Weatherspoon's promised that they would do their absolute utmost to get people the Brexit that they deserve. Don't worry, guys. Brexit will not be ruined by one idiot jumping onto a Christmas tree. Okay? Well, thank God for that. Merry Christmas to everybody. Guys, it's the end of the week and the end of this goddamn show. Uh, I think I, I don't think there was necessarily a clear winner of the shoe throw of the week. Although, for me, for me personally, I would say it was that remix of Gladiators. For those in the chat, seem to be favouring the current value remix. You make of that what you will. Those of you listening on the podcast, you can make your own decision. Maybe write it on a postcard, put it in the post box, send it to me, usual address. Guys, look, let's do the VIP list and then, by God, if it isn't Foghorn Friday. Thank you, everyone, supporting on Patreon. I know it must, you know, I know being looked down upon by your friends and family uh, for doing it must be difficult. But, you know, that's just the sort of, um, it's just the sort of oppression that we face in the LDC. You know, just because we're part of a lobster-based death cult, people want to marginalise us, you know, and it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace, and not enough people are talking about that. So thank you for those that, that, you know, that commit to supporting on the Patreon, despite the hatred online, you know, despite, you know, the Southern Poverty Law Centre labelling us as a hate group, you know, despite all of that, you know, those who are committed to supporting financially and throwing footwear, you know, and making memes and all of that good stuff i thank you guys if you want to support on patreon just go to threshold.fm go to donate all the information you could possibly wish for is there uh and the vip list is as follows greg cornford oliver hooper tom ryan reese mosson squishy beats paulie hutton kieran r michael kaziski mate tomkins dave long joel potter sam howard tony j richard patterson tom cam stephen harris matthew bullard jerome van thunderbutt mike pye lily unsub richard franks thomas hall Cho, Ryder, john finnison the bdr crew peter blatchford austin grief cooper getting lightfield james parry uh, Hendo Bartendo, Lady Squiffender, Leon the Menace Underwood, Dan Fucking Morris, Guy with OSTDs, MDMC, Josh Williams, Rob Humphrey, Shibby T, Coco Shiva, Dan Elton, Tom Wilmot, Mr. Pro. <laughs> Chris Blakes, The Build, Odin Bates, Lee Fuller, D, General Jeremy Flaxis, Matt Wright, Grant Sullivan, Tom Robinson, Dad Smasher, Connor Smythe, Kevin Kaiser, Chris Shaw, Cosmic Wealth, Meat Loaf, Nick Brock, Sean Simpson, Robin Card, Hugh Downer, Sarah Hunt, The Hitch, Marcel Tech, Will A, Ben Vogo, Dan Tweedy, Lupe Salazar, Big Wash, My Hill, Mighty Danny, Carl Lewis, Gordon Liz, Tom Skipper, Unfortunately, George DC, Anthony Shark, Claudio, Lashmir, Benish, Dremoshe, Timmy, John Forsyth, Anderson, Pearson, Godlight, MC Hammond, Daddy, your mum, Leonardo, your face, Big Eight, Chapter 13, Grant Shevlin, Death, Disco. Guys, thank you all. Now, tune in, please, on Threshold.fm. Download the apps. They're, the apps are good now. Guys, the apps are good. On both Android and iPhone, the apps are good. Unless you're on a sort of earlier version of the Android and then... Pfft. Yeah, you're fucked. But another few weeks. Don't worry. I'll get it sorted. 
so yeah please do if you haven't already downloaded the apps go to the google play store threshold get the threshold.fm app go to the app store on ios threshold.fm give it a five star rating please that'd be very kind of you that would be very nice it has the full archive in there it has you know the ability to listen to live uh, the archive's nice it remembers where you've listened up to so you don't lose your place uh, on iPhone, you got AirPlay. It, it's goes dark mode. Oh yeah. Oh, it's nice. Anyway, good stuff. Lo- I love you all. Thank you for listening this week. I will see you next week. Have a good weekend. Be nice to each other. Be nice to yourselves. And fucking don't smoke the small shit. You know, keep it local. Keep it fucking. You know, keep it naughty. Keep it rascal. Yeah, Just keep it fucking rascal. All right, guys. I love you. I'll see you next week. Fog on Friday.